Welcome, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're creating space through conversations, special guests, and inspiration for you to come up higher in the things of Christ in everyday life. Hey Come Up Crew, welcome back. We have missed you. This is a new episode on Coming Up Higher where we get to introduce you to one of our new friends, Mr. Ron Rawls. And if you've ever heard the song Overcomer by Mandisa, then you've already heard about our friend Ron. He is a super talented and most importantly, an anointed worship leader, songwriter, producer, all of the above. He's all the things. And we just so enjoyed getting to sit down and have a conversation with him about music, about worship, and just going deeper with God in those things, whether that's on a personal level, a church body level, a family level, and just to hear his insight and his wisdom, because he spent so many years in you know, in worship, on worship teams. And so we're super excited to to share this episode with you. We know you'll be blessed. So let's go ahead and jump in. Well, welcome to Coming Up Higher. This is Alicia and Whitney. And we are excited today to have a new friend, a new special guest, Ron Rawls. And yes. um, <laughs> just a little bit about Ron. He has the ability to bring both cultural and musical diversity into his work. He's a Grammy Award-winning producer, musician, exemplifies what it means to be a driven artist and musician, working as a touring musician for the last several years. He is uh, currently a music director for gospel and Christian recording artist, Mandiza. She's awesome. Love her. That's cool. And uh, he earned both a Grammy Award and a GMA Dev Award in 2014 for his work on her 2013 studio album, Overcomer. And he just... uh, is, has released some new music and uh what, what was the one you released this just this past year shine on you yeah i, like I love that, that cool cool island feel to it it's really cool and music just runs through his dna and we're just really excited to to just hear your story hear your heart and what you feel like god is doing today and uh but we want to welcome welcome ron to the, welcome. To the podcast. thank you <laughs> honored to be here to hang out with you guys um, you were talking about shine on you. I love the beach. So as you see, you probably yes. can't really tell, but that's a picture of the beach behind me. That's cool. Oh my gosh. I know that that song, I felt like I was transported. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point. I love that. Yeah, I know. Everyone I... was kind of stuck in their homes throughout the pandemic. And so the beach is one of my favorite places. So literally you say you felt transported. <laughs> yeah. That was our prayer. Good. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. Cause I went on a cruise with my mom in 2019 and we went to like all these different islands and that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, man, I want to be on a cruise. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I love that about I music though, because it can just transport you to different emotions or places or feelings and and so that's super cool you capture that with that song so amen (laughs) i love hearing that (laughs) we were talking before the podcast we're like we know each other but we don't really know each other Mm -hmm. and so we're excited alicia and i are going to be learning a lot more about you as well as our listeners uh, as we talk but we just want to jump right into the conversation and you have I don't know, you have quite the bio. Like I love hearing all the things like and I know you're like <laughs> super humble and <laughs> probably hate me saying this, but like seriously, God has done some amazing things through yeah. you. 
Um, and not just because like Grammy award winning and like all these things, but like your heart Mm -hmm. and just what is, uh, and that's like so reflected in your music. And, uh, we, we prayed before the podcast and I was like, God, just thank you for his yes. Mm. And it's just so clear that you've just given God a yes with, um, your life and your talents and your gifting. So let's just dive down to like your musical roots and your testimony. Um, tell us how, how, uh, all this has begun. Yeah, so I grew up Huntsville, Alabama, um, and I don't know if you've heard of the Shoals. I don't have deep connections to the Shoals other than through friends, but I didn't realize that there was such a musical history already connected to literally where I was growing up. But um grew up in the church. My parents, my dad, he's a musician. His dad was a preacher, and his whole family was just full of musicians, so any Christmas or Thanksgiving or any family function, you'd always find us um, wrapped around a drum set or keyboards, uh, just literally all that stuff. It was always happening, people singing. and um, So that was literally my upbringing in the middle of, you know, church, just a literal church uh, environment. And then moving from there, around the age of 12 um, is when I really committed my heart to Christ, I would say. Um, obviously it was, um, you know, a process and still is a growth process, but that's where it started. We had a pretty good youth group at our church. Um, and I'll back up a bit. Um, it was all the gospel choir stuff. So, you know, Hezekiah Walker and, mm-hmm. um, Donnie McClurkin, Israel Holden, all the yeah. gospel stuff that we love. So that was my literal roots every week. I'm on the organ. There's a, another guy on the drums. And we're just, you know, going for it every service. And so, yeah, so that was my upbringing until about 16. And around then, well, I'd say from 16 prior, um, we had a pretty good youth group at our church. And around that time, I'm not really sure why, but, you know, things just changed. And my home church, the youth group started to um, dwindle down a little bit, people growing up and moving on. And so I had friends at my high school. And they invited me to their church. And so um, I feel like the the kind of like the weaving pattern that I've been seeing throughout my life is God bringing, providing in random ways. So maybe I'm serving here at my home church, but then he's allowing me at the age of 16 to go to my friend's church and be able to grow. And so it's kind of keeping that balance of serving in music and then um, also growing, continuing to grow my relationship. So I was at that church, um, well, both of those churches, uh, from age of 16 to about 21, um, there in Huntsville. Um, and that was when musically I was exposed to the Christian contemporary and modern worship sound. So that's really where the gumbo started to happen, yeah. where it was kind of mixing. Marinating. With, yeah. <laughs> Mixing between what I grew up on and Mm. this newer sound for me. And I haven't looked back. I mean, it just, it cultivated a a heart for diverse worship music and just, yeah, just pulling from different places. So that's 
it in a nutshell. Yeah, good. I love that. Well, first of all, when you were talking about like all the family get togethers where you're always singing around a piano, yes. I'm like, man, that sounds familiar. Yeah, because yes. yeah. Yeah, we come from a very musical family as well. So it's like we can't even like get together without somebody being like, all right, we need to sing this song. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> sometimes like as a kid or even now we're like, do we really have to? <laughs> I love that. Well, mainly when it's in public and they're like, yeah. sing, sing this Christmas carol, you know, and all this stuff but, yeah. looking up the lyrics yeah, really exactly. no one asked us to sing but we're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get a concert if our family's around so. yeah. that's hilarious but i also love too what you mentioned and you didn't specifically say this but uh with like bridging the gap and with your musical heritage you know you grew up listening and playing to one kind of music but then as you know you got exposed to another uh i just love love this idea of just bridging the two together mm. and you know so you're able to reach reach both people sometimes I think uh in music and even in the Christian world it's like either you sing hymns or you sing contemporary or you sing you know Christian rock or like whatever yeah. um but I just love when when God like melds them together and bridges a gap mm. and um I think even just with the the successes you've seen with music like I think other people believe that too or other people enjoy that too yeah yeah i love it too um it makes it hard to market obviously um, if that's what you're shooting for but something i'm pastor we attend um i'm kind of in that season again where i'm serving somewhere and attending somewhere else so we attend legacy nashville uh pastor lyle phillips and He's always um, talking to me about being yourself and mm-hmm. um, being true, you know, what God's put in, inside of you. And that is great and also tough at yep, times because it's not, I mean, I think there's like a, a hunger for music that's diverse or however you want to label it, but um, it is hard to market it. Just, you know, there aren't huge streams to push it through, but mm-hmm. uh, we've just done our best to, you know, put it out and, we're having a blast and people are being blessed through it. And yeah, yeah. that's honestly, I feel called to just infuse people with hope and encouragement. And if I can do that through my music, then there exactly. we go. Yeah. And you, you do do that. And I think, I think it's so, I think that's such a big struggle as artists, especially, um, you know, when, when you want, you want to reach the people or, or and you want to have that broad audience or, or things like that. And, um, but yet still be authentic to yourself. And I think that authenticity, um, when it, when it comes first and foremost, that all, all, all that other is going to be added because when we're being who God created us to be, Come and creating on. what he wanted us to create, um, he calls any, anybody in the Bible, they were forerunners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when you're a forerunner or when you're a pioneer in, in whatever it may be in your sphere, however big or however small uh, to those listening, sometimes there's some debris you got to cut through. You got to take that machete and you got to, wow. you got to tear down old mindsets and you got to tear down old constructs or old religion or religious thinking or whatever it may be in your situation. And sometimes you're like, man, am I ever going to get to the the fun part? <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever going to yes. get to, to that smooth sailing or living yeah. my dream, you know, because right now it feels like I'm in the I'm in the trenches, you know, but I think that's such an important part that you brought up is sometimes when you do step out and, and you're being authentically uh, 
who God created you to be or where you feel like he's calling you, sometimes the masses aren't going to get it right at, right at the beginning. But that's what forerunners do is they prepare the way for, for that new sound or, or the, the new thing that God wants to bring in. Amen. That's good. Yeah. So what, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking off that, like what has that process looked like for you as far as being able to like create authentically but the you know having the pressures of well I need it to sound like this to be played on radio or mm-hmm. you know there's a structure or a formula. Um, what has that process looked like for you just to stay um, authentic to what you feel like God's uh, called you to create? Yeah, well I don't feel like I've done it <laughs> perfectly. Well, none um, of us, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. I think um, it, I feel like it's been a journey um, early on. Uh, the music that probably no one has heard, I was definitely working to try to create it to make it a certain way. And, you know, maybe it turns out uh, cool at times or whatever, but <clears throat> I've just, I've learned that it it doesn't work if you're not being authentic. And so uh, a lot of that music, no one's heard. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, and, and I still have some of those songs, but um it's really just been a development process and I'm still in it of figuring out, okay, lyrically what connects. And I was standing backstage one day and I felt just the presence of God just speaking. And he's like, your only goal, at least in in the grand scheme of things, is just to help people engage in my mm-hmm. presence. And if you're doing that, you're doing your job. And so I've just, for me personally, I've tried to keep that as a part of what I'm doing. Yes, there are moments where we branch out gospelly, and it's a lot of fun, but I mm-hmm. try to still keep that theme of can people still engage in what we're yeah. doing? Because um, yeah. that's my heart is to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like music that is transparent, you can easily jump in and you're, you know, mm-hmm. swimming in the presence of God, yes. so to speak. So that's I good. love that picture. Yeah, I love that. I love hearing the the process behind you know what you were thinking. Even like, yeah, there was this one point I was going for a certain sound, that radio sound or whatever, which that's cool. Or and then I kind of it kind of grew into this, or and I still go back to my roots in gospel and I do this, you know, and and that's that's the God we serve. He's a creative God, and and so often we want to confine him into it's got to look like this it's got to sound like this but um that's not he's in it all because he created it all and absolutely you know he made us in his image and so uh the creativity we have inside and the giftings um they're all from him you know and so and so i love that um but i i kind of wanted to go on the process of two you you go from this this church kid playing in uh, you know, the youth group bands and, and all of this stuff. And then how, how did it go from that to Grammy award winning, you know, Mandiza band director, like give us a couple of those destiny points or those God, God moments that, that led you to that. Well, it connects to my heart for serving the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, literally I was serving my church here in Nashville, um, I don't know what year that was. It was, I guess, in 2004. Um, and uh, Nicole C. Mullen, her music director, moved to our church. And he started, he was the main director at our church. And um, at some point, he's like, hey, man, I think 
uh, you would be a good fit for this um, date that we're headed to if you're interested. Uh, and I'm calling it a date. It was a travel date, music date. Um, and he, he said, the artist's name is Nicole C. Mullen. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and I so, I've heard of her. Let me right. check the calendar. <laughs> oh, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, so I was a nervous wreck, first rehearsal, but it worked out. And I was able to travel and play for her. She gave me my first touring opportunity. Wow. And it came through serving at my church. Oh, so awesome. I tell a lot of musicians, if they're really wanting to be, get an opportunity stay faithful where you are um obviously it helps to be at certain locations to you know fast track that maybe but i think at the end of the day god is the one who is opening doors and Mm -hmm. so being faithful where you are is a big deal and so yeah i love that just just the whole aspect of i was serving when mm-hmm. <laughs> when this door opened up and i was i know sometimes like we'll get asked to do things and people are like how do you how did you book that or how did you get that event and it's like well we were just praying and as we prayed about it or you know as we just kept doing what god put in front of us like the door just opened mm-hmm. yeah and that's what i love is is just having all these god stories uh, you know as our story uh we don't ever want it to be about, well, we, you know, we did this or we achieved that, but we it's just like a formula. Yeah. Following just man's structure and man's formula. We want it to be like, nah, listen to what God did. Like only <laughs> God totally, could have done this. <laughs> absolutely. I honestly, when I moved to Nashville and I know this sounds crazy, but I didn't know that Nashville was Nashville. Oh, wow. I oh just, gosh. I just moved here to study uh, music production at the school MTSU in Murfreesboro. Um, that was my goal. I just wanted to produce music for the people I was connected to. Mm. And that just grew from being at the church to, you know, eventually playing with Nicole. And then that, you know, through playing for her, it just opened up other doors to play for other artists. Mm-hmm. Eventually we came across uh, Mandisa. She was coming off of American Idol. And, uh, she needed a band for a few concerts and Nicole's team, um, she had started doing some solo dates with women of faith. So that kind of created an opportunity for us to play for other artists. And that's really when we transitioned to play for Mandisa. And I've been with her now for a little over 12 years. So wow. cool. Yeah. I, and then just as you were speaking, just like the story of David just came to mind of yeah, what was he doing? He was just, doing his job in the field, you know, and, and he didn't know that day when he was going out to, you know, be around some smelly sheep and, you know, stepping in stuff and just in out there worshiping by himself and, and being the outcast. He didn't know that that day he was going to be anointed to be the future King. He was serving where he was at. Yeah. And so as you were talking that, that reminded me, just reminded me of David and, and uh, you don't know when that, suddenly is going to happen as they call and we were like there's no such thing as suddenly's really because there's always there's always a god process right before the suddenly you know yeah um but it's 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 in the midst of serving yeah yeah i found that sometimes the most and i posted this a few days ago that sometimes the most valuable things are hidden Mm -hmm. and so it's important for us to be okay in that hidden place because it may be revealing you know oh we do have something valuable Mm -hmm. so just just in the hidden places you can kind of do the trial and error oh i didn't like how i sang that 
yeah that's we work that or even me personally i i don't do the best with building um uh, what is it opening like call to worship uh moments or just talking points and so in the hidden places i can work on that yes <laughs> and so yeah i love that yeah one of our spiritual mamas debbie she'll say while it's small why don't yes. you learn you know <laughs> like, while you're in yeah. this safe environment and you know where people that love you and care about you are surrounding you like why don't we it's okay if you make a mistake like we can help correct that uh so that way like you're not you're not doing the same, repeating the same things, you know, mm -hmm. as things get bigger, as God uses you in, in different so ways or venues. Yeah. So wow. uh, that's what that reminds me of. But I do want to uh, ask, we don't, we don't always have like a lot of fellow worship leaders on here. So mm -hmm. I love, I love getting to do this. That's why I've been like all smiles <laughs> this whole time. But I want to hear just uh, as far as like worship leading, what, and just even writing songs and producing and all the stuff that you do, like what is your process with uh, writing songs and just, you know, and worshiping? Like, what does that, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So as far as writing, I am best with a team. Um, I'm more of a melody track person as it relates to writing. Um, and I can contribute content to songs, but it's best for me to be with someone who's amazing at lyrics. And I can just throw the spaghetti on the wall and they kind of make sense of it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so for me, it's always been team writing. Um, Touch of Your Presence, that song that we did a couple of years ago, that was a team write um, of three people in a room. Um, and honestly, that song came together so quick. But then there are other songs where you may have a lot of writers on it. Um, and that's particularly nice with worship teams because uh, that can be a way to build community in the mm -hmm. worship teams, but also um, to connect with your house, you know, the church that you're serving, especially if your pastor's speaking on uh, a particular series or whatever, mm -hmm. you may be able to write something. And I've learned that if I'm listening, God is always dropping, you know, mm, so true moments where you can tap into writing about mm -hmm. that. Maybe it's for just you. Maybe it's for the team and maybe it is for the church. You just never know. Yeah. I like, I like what you said is God's always dropping inspiration. If, if he we're is. Listening. And I, when I was 16, cause I've always loved songwriting. I didn't know that I would be writing worship music or things like that at that point. But I, I downloaded on my Kindle, uh, like the songwriting for dummies book. Cause I just love the Yes. <laughs> but like one of the, one of the things, like really the only thing I remember out of that whole, out of that book was finding inspiration everywhere. And, and the author talked about, you know, I've gotten inspiration from a billboard and I've gotten inspiration from overhearing a conversation at a cafe and, and just different things like that. And I've learned to hear God that way. Um, I, God's, God's speaking to us in everyday life and, um, and he wants to, to, like you said, drop that inspiration mm -hmm. and, uh, but it's just, are we tuning our ears to, to listen? Are, are we wanting to, um, wanting to, to hear what he has to say, or are, are we so tunnel vision of what's in front of us that, that we're not seeing the, 
the bigger picture, but it's there. And I, I yeah. thought that was really cool because it's, it's, it's how I, I get things a lot. It's just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but Some, Something oh. new I've been trying to work on is listening um, mm-hmm. daily and I'm not the best at it, but I, I try to implement that just moments where you can just sit and just listen, mm-hmm. maybe read a scripture and then just listen and see if, you know, God is speaking anything. Though that I feel like that helps cultivate moments of listening so that when you're in a writer's room or whatever, your ears are already, you know, listening for him to speak. That's yeah, good. tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Uh, because that's one thing I'm learning more and more is like hearing the voice of God, like anything creative, like if we want to get better at it, it's going to take practice. And I think sometimes we see people that are like so extremely gifted as a musician or as someone that like hears from God or a speaker or like whatever. And we just think that they naturally just had that in them, which of course there is like natural ability and stuff, you know, but uh, there's also a lot of practice (laughs) that goes into that. Sacrifice. Yes. And so I love how you just said, like, I just practice listening, just Mm -hmm. being quiet and listening, uh, because I think that's like a really key, uh, key point that we all need to to implement. But I did want to, it was something interesting you said, uh, about with the, with the worship team and writing songs together. And maybe it's based off of like what the pastor talked about, uh, the series that he's in. Yeah. I just kind of, what is your take on, like, do you see God, uh, with the church? A lot of times I feel like Christians, uh, you know, in, in the United States see it as like, all right, it's worship time for 30 minutes. And then, uh, you know, the pastor preaches for 30 or 45 minutes and it's announcements and it's like all this like divided, broken up stuff. But uh, like, what do you see in the church as a worship leader of how like all of that can be connected? I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, do you see God, God using it in a way where like worship should should lead into like what the pastor's talking about? Like they all like kind of intermingle and intertwine. I mean, honestly, I'm a huge fan of transitions. And um, part of that is me getting connected with my pastor. Hey, what is God speaking to you early in the week? Um, if it, and if he's not hearing anything, that's fine. Um, we'll build our set list and move forward. But as much as possible, I love for things to, you know, be pretty blended. So I do feel like it creates just a flow from worship into the word and um, even the response time afterwards. Um, and a lot of times, uh, different worship teams that I'm working with, they will, uh, they kind of get to the point where they read me and know that there may be something changing after his sermon, mm-hmm. um, just depending on what happened during the, you know, the message. But I'm always trying to listen and okay, God's flowing in this direction. All right, guys, we may need to move, you know, in a different different way. Uh, last week, we were in Toledo, Ohio, and they don't know me at all. <laughs> and we were there to lead worship and sermon. He, he preached his sermon, and at the end of it, we went into a hymn, and I was just like, okay, you know, I, I, I'm feeling this, and I, I try to, you know, I don't want to derail everything. So, I'm trying not to leave everyone hanging, but it is a part of my heart to, like I said, for things to be blended and, and transitional and continuing that, you know, if, if there was a word that was spoken, just continuing that through music, just to 
drive it home. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I like, I like hearing your process because, and really the picture I get is kind of, you know, it's you're orchestrating the soundtrack for people mm. to encounter God. Really you're orchestrated from, from start to finish. You're, you're, you're orchestrating that soundtrack that, and, and just letting it flow and letting, letting really the message go from the head to the heart or from, from, from hearing to really receiving. And, and I think as worship leaders, that's really important because, um, I think we've all been in services where someone isn't in tune or someone isn't really paying attention. And it's, it's a, the Holy Spirit's moving in it and it's a, a, a receiving time or something. And then yeah. the song totally doesn't match. And it's like, they're, they're playing an exit song and people are still like tearing at the, at the altar, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I know, you know, we've all experienced that, but it, it's, that's truly a gifting to, to, to be in that role and to sense what Holy Spirit's doing and, and to, to not work against, but to just mm -hmm. go ride that wave and, uh, and take yeah. people on that journey and I'm so glad we serve a God that that allows us to to work along alongside and and see lives changed, you know, through our through through our giftings. And I I see I loved hearing that process. Yeah, yeah. I would almost rather not play a song and just do soft music after a sermon rather than to do the total opposite yeah. of you know yeah. what the sermon just you know portrayed. So. Right. No, I love that because I think sometimes. We just go like we can get a mindset of like it's a job or like this was what was on the itinerary or the schedule or the set list or whatever, you know, and so it's like we got to get through it. And it's like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> because like it's always so much more impactful, like when we just follow Holy Spirit yes. versus versus our plans. And so that's what I want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to encourage uh, all of our listeners, and especially if you're a worship leader or a pastor, you know, just be willing to follow follow Holy Spirit's leading mm -hmm. and 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 His itinerary or His His set list, because that's what's going to make the greatest impact. Because literally, one moment in His presence can change everything. Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, us spending an hour giving our rhetoric yeah. or singing our songs, you know. And so, I just want to encourage, like, don't be afraid. Uh, to have that kind of service, yeah, because that's like those are the life changing services. Those are the ones you walk away from saying like I'm I'm never gonna be the same. Yeah, and I, I love it. And so that's so good. I one thing that um, being able to have that freedom with your band, the group of worshipers that that you have, your team, um, it, it kind of takes that family bond of knowing each other and worshiping together, maybe not necessarily even on the stage during a service, but like kind of walk us through a little bit of cultivating that team, that worship team, that family, that they're willing to go with you into the unknown sometimes and, 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 and stray a little off track of what maybe you guys rehearse, but what, what does that look like? Well, I think it really, it starts before we pick up our instruments. I personally feel like it starts with us just hanging out, getting to know each other. Moments like this where you're just talking and sharing. Um, Pre-COVID, it was easier, <laughs> you know, have team nights and uh, and maybe some people still are, but um, having team nights and being able to um, just 
break bread together and just hang out and chat. And then, so that's one thing that we would do quite a bit. But then also we would have um, prayer nights where we would just mm. turn on uh, some music and just pray in the room. If anyone had something, they could come up to the mic and share. Or if someone needed prayer for something specific, and we would forego rehearsal that week in place of that, oh, um, just cool. to be able to pray together. And then other thing, the the other one is pretty much every rehearsal. I know that like there are nuts and bolts to rehearsal. You have to make sure that you know you're aware of how the roadmap is for each song, at mm -hmm. least a rough roadmap, or maybe you're using tracks and stems. Yeah. Um, it's helpful to know all of that and get that going. But then at the end of the rehearsal, I always like to end with about a 10 minute moment where we just flow. We just, you know, maybe we are already, we feel really comfortable with one of the songs. And so we'll just worship together on that song. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I just don't like to leave rehearsal without us, um, you know, be uh, experiencing the presence of God together. Mm -hmm. And so that just creates a moment where you're weekly worshiping together and it's not Sunday. You're not, you know, in front of everyone, but it's the team's hidden place, so to speak. Yeah. And so, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's good. It's about creating that culture. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause you just go into, uh, cause we, you know, with our music ministry, we go into different churches. And so we see different, you know, cultures of, of how everybody does things. And, you know, of course it's going to be different wherever you go and that's perfectly fine. But some places you go, it's just like, well, we have, you know, we have to do it this way. We have to do it according to how it's written or like places aren't really comfortable with just free flowing. And so I, I love how, cause I've often wondered like, how do you, how do you create that? Cause I know like with just Alicia and I, if it's just me on guitar, her on piano, that's easy. Like you do that for forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we grew up together, you know? Yeah. So we know each other. Uh, but as far as like, when you introduce other people into it, I've often wondered like how, like what would be a good way to, to, you know, get comfortable flowing with mm -hmm. each other. And so I love the idea of just taking the end of practice just to do 10 minutes or so of just worship time with each other and, and free flowing. Like, I, I love that a yeah, lot. Yeah, because the practice part's good, like you said, knowing the 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 structure and the roadmap of where you guys are going, but also leaving that leaving that for a little off roading and saying, <laughs> what 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 if what if we just listen? What if we just sit and and linger? What is the Lord? Is a song of the Lord coming forth? You know, like giving that space where you're not in front of people like Whitney talked about while things are small, while we're in our family group here, mm -hmm. let's step out. You, you have permission to step out and try, you know? Yeah. And so that's creating space for that. I just, uh, that's, that's awesome. That, cause I was the same with Whitney is just like, how do you, how do we create that, that family, that worship culture where there's that safety or, or where's that, where there's that space where people can learn to, prophesy on their instruments and, uh, you know, sings prophetic songs of the Lord. And, and, um, and so that's, that's so cool. I could, yeah. we could talk to you for hours. Yeah. We're like, we're like kindred spirits. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm now wondering when are we going to get the opportunity to worship? Exactly. Oh my, that's going to be a blowout service. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Even if it's just like a small group in, in a living the room, room, just yep. as, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> 
I know. We make it over to Nashville usually at least once a year or so. And we go to Atlanta to record. So we'll just have to like go the Nashville way from now (laughs) on. Absolutely. Sean Hill, right? Yes. I love Sean Hill. He is amazing. He is. Such a dear friend. Yeah. yeah, he's sweet and he's funny and he's crazy. And he's, like, he is. Good at, he's good at what he does. Yes, he's he an is. awesome producer. So yeah. Uh, so uh, just to kind of wrap things up, uh, I you said that you're working on something in the studio. Yeah. Tell us um, about that. It's a bit of a, a blast from the past. We're fully immersing into the roots, so to cool. speak. And so it's a it's four songs, and all of them are pretty gospel heavy but still keeping that, um, you know, engaging theme, but for sure. So um, one of the songs is from a a writer's retreat that I was in with Sean Hill. Um, And so the song's not with him, but it was from that retreat. So um, yeah, we've just been having a blast working on it. It should be done in a couple weeks and then we'll start the process of getting it out. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Awesome. Well, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the time this episode airs, then it'll already be out. Yeah. So uh, yes. tell us like, and our listeners, how we can get in touch with you and your music and just follow what you're doing, where you're going. Yeah. So Rawls music on Instagram and uh, just at Rawls music or my website is rawlsmusic.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Ron Rawls. So yeah. Awesome. Well, we R-A-W-L-S. Sorry. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a lot of people get that wrong. <laughs> well, thank you so much yes. for taking the time to do this. And oh, man. Thank just, you, guys. Yeah, we just loved hearing your heart. And I just feel like what God was showing me, at least, like praying at the beginning, like just completely came out during the (laughs) during the interview just your heart and your yes to him and just you know you're you're helping people you're not just entertaining you're helping people enter in Mm -hmm. and I love that that's like what we want to do with our music ministry as well so like Alicia said definitely kindred spirits yes yes I'm looking forward to our next Nashville trip yeah for sure (laughs) Let, let me know seriously I can't wait Yes. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Ron, on coming up higher. And we know this is probably just the first uh, of of an awesome friendship and already feel like you're a brother. And so um, just want to thank you so much for for sharing your heart and just really, like Whitney said, for your yes throughout the years to get you to this point, because it's it's a beautiful picture of, of what God can do with a surrendered heart. And But thank you guys for tuning in to Coming Up Higher. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and rate it and share with your friends. Every little bit helps. Have a great day. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. One of the best ways to come up higher is through worship. Our desire is to help you cultivate meaningful worship moments through the music we create. You can listen to our music on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you buy or stream music. Physical copies of our albums can be purchased on our website as well, aliciaandwhitney.com store. So join us in coming up higher together through worship.